We know that whenever the gospel is advancing, either in a, in a church or in a church plant or in a city or in a network or in an ecosystem, um, one thing is abundantly clear from the New Testament, that there's always a counterattack by the enemy. Welcome to season two of the Gospel Coach podcast. Our aim in these podcasts is to empower you, the Gospel Coach, in ongoing ministry of the Gospel through coaching others. We'll share examples of our own learned experiences, as well as invite different guest coaches to share what they are utilizing to advance the Gospel with their coachees around the globe. I'm your host, Jim Moon Jr., alongside the pioneer of gospel coaching and founder and president of CMM, Dr. Tom Wood. Tom began gospel coaching and creating the cross-conversation model more than 15 years ago and began training other gospel coaches in the USA in 2009. And since then, it's spread from Atlanta to the nations around the globe, not only coaching, but training gospel coach trainers. Be sure to listen to the other amazing conversations and helpful reminders from season one. So now we continue with more important topics for your coaching ministry and cross-pollinating ideas and insights in gospel coaching practices from other regions. Hey, Tom, welcome back. So good to be able to be back sharing with our team of global coaches, Jim. Did you know that season one of Gospel Coach hit number 50 in the the top listened to podcasts in the religious category? Of course, that was in Belgium. So go Belgium. (laughs) Right, yeah. Thank you for your interest in Belgium. We've never been to Belgium. We don't know how you folks in Belgium heard about us, (laughs) but we're honored to have an audience in Belgium that would make us make this podcast go up. Yeah, a growing audience everywhere. Globally. That's great. So yeah. invite us to Belgium, folks. <laughs> yeah, let us hear from you. we love to hear from you. Yeah, it's good to be back, though. And and uh, season one was uh, a good time. We've had uh, a lot of good feedback and uh, people telling us that uh, it, was, it was helpful to them. So yeah, yeah it's glad helpful for to me. Well, that goes without saying, Jim. <laughs> Listening back to them, I was just like, yeah, I need to be doing this as a gospel coach. And we had some great guests last season. We're going to have some more this season as well. Since season two, we've got some good guests coming up. So, uh, yeah, it's going to be a good year. Looking forward to it. Well, today we want to talk about prayer and supplication and how that fits in with gospel coaching. And this may be one of the biggest areas where gospel coaching and life coaching or leadership or executive coaching differ We actually have prayer built into the coaching conversation. So, you know, we have the acrostic, C-R-O-S-S, cross-coaching. Supplication is the last S. And uh, you've told us that it stands for prayer, but it's not just prayer, supplication. It's also the spirit. We, we We know it's the most dynamic and most important part of the coaching conversation, no question at all. Supplication and the Holy Spirit help a leader that I'm gospel coaching. Remember that God must work. It's uh, it's not just what we're doing. It's this pr- it's ongoing prayer. It's in many times when I'm coaching, it's the silent prayer as I'm listening, not just a 
uh, attack on at the end, you know, like we're closing in prayer, but it's it's vital from beginning to end. Yeah, that's been the... I have to, I confess that too many times in many of my coaching calls, you know, we tag prayer on at the end. It's like, oh yeah, let's, let's, let's close in prayer, kind of the typical uh, Christian thing to do. But um, yeah, this is, it, it is an interesting uh, dynamic. Uh, you know, you say that it's different. This is where prayer is built into our coaching conversation, even though it's at the last, at the end of the, of the acrostic. Uh, and, and it is, does differentiate us from even Christian coaching or Christian life coaching, whatever it is that, you know, there might be a prayer added or something like that. But we really want and hope and, uh, well, that's what we want to talk about today, is how, how does prayer uh, really become part of the coaching conversation um, so that we're not just waiting till the end? Right. Um, so, like, what have, how have you found uh, prayer, uh, prayer not just, well, I use the word supplication, Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't mean it just to be asking requests, right? right? Prayer is more robust than that. Yeah, so. and S fits in cross better than P. Yeah, <laughs> cross. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, didn't sell books. By the way, this is all in Gospel Coach. That's right. Your pioneering work on uh, co-authored uh, with Scott, um, available on Amazon. Still selling, by the way. Yeah, yeah, still selling. That's good. Uh, needs to be updated. But anyway, be that as it may. So the last S uh, is a supplication, and I mean it more than just asking requests. We do mean it that the Holy Spirit has to be actively involved in the conversation as well. So so how have you found... Um, tell me a quick illustration of uh, another way in which prayer has shown up in the midst of a coaching conversation um, that wasn't asking God to, to bless... Yeah, that's a good question. Um, frequently, when we're uh, connecting and reviewing and big things happen in life or actually something that we planned comes together, which the Lord often does, uh, we'll just stop and celebrate. Uh, you told me back when I was a church planter, and you probably said it to hundreds of people, you get more of what you celebrate. And so I've just worked that into my coaching. Well, Louise, here's an answer to prayer. Let's stop and let's celebrate and give thanks to God for it. Yeah, that's 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 a very uh, important dynamic. I thought you were going to say repentance because you're always the one telling me about how you call the, your coaches to repentance. Well, that was just the first one on my list. Okay, so. <laughs> uh, but there is time, right, in the midst of our coaching conversation, since it is about the gospel. Yeah. And the gospel leads us to joyful repentance. Absolutely. Um, getting beneath... When we say repentance, um, we don't mean just the repenting of the outwardly focused thing that happened, you know, but repenting of the deeper issues, the the uh, the ones that are beyond the surface, down yeah. at the source level of repenting of the thing that they're really living for. And sometimes that happens right at the middle of the coaching conversation. You don't want to wait till the end, right? Right. And make a note of, okay, well, we'll repent about this later. Yeah. Sometimes guys say, well, I'd rather just repent later. I'm like, oh, well, you can, sure. Yeah. They don't have to repent. But how about if we pray now? At least I'll pray for you. <laughs> that you will repent later. Yeah. So there, it's it's not wrong to interrupt the flow of your cross-conversation with uh, prayer. Yeah. yeah. So it's integrated great. in. So. Yeah. Um, and when we close in prayer, uh, coaching, I think, helps the leader realign the focus on the dependence upon the gospel and upon his spirit. 
Yeah. Uh, they've set, you know, maybe a clear objective. We'll talk about that in another podcast, but they've, they've laid out their objective. They've laid out their strategies. Um, and they're very clear on what they're going to do, but having them stop, pray, integrate prayer into the plan that they're actually doing is, is a realization that God's the one's going to have to work, work this out. Absolutely. Yeah, we're, we're seeking his power, right? Right. That's what the gospel is. It's the power, the power of God for salvation and sanctification and everything that we're doing in ministry. They say in planning, you know, that in military planning, they always talk, you know, the enemy always gets a vote. And so another, another reason why prayer has got to be integrated into what we're doing and, um, you know, uh, at some level, I guess this is a little bit directive on our part as coaches to say, well, let's, hey, let's stop, we'll close in prayer, let's, let's pray about this. But we're, we know that wh- whenever the gospel is advancing, either in a, in a church or in a church plant or in a city or in a network or in an ecosystem, um, one thing is abundantly clear from the New Testament that there's always a counterattack by the enemy. Um, our enemies, uh, he hates the church and he hates Christian leaders. Yeah. And uh, we've worked with so many and see the scheming ways that the enemy will attack. And so we also want to use the weapon that we have in prayer to to uh, ask for God's protection as our king over our enemies and his great enemy yeah. um, too. So there's a, there's a vast array of evil um, that's lurking and prayer really becomes a, a vital force in that, right? Absolutely. Yeah. And that's why we need to leave ample time for it at the beginning, in the middle, and in the end, because we're in ongoing intercession for the work of the Holy Spirit, the work of our King Jesus to advance his mission in the world. And, you know, I, d- I don't know how often you intercede. I'm not personally not great at the discipline of interceding, but I actually set calendar reminders to pray for the guys that I'm coaching because I get so absorbed in what I'm doing. It's, it's just important to think about prayer, not only in the conversation you're having that's scheduled or when they call, but also an ongoing part of the relationship. So, um, you know, one of the, one of the things that I think we see, I see a lot, we talk about this around the office and with other guys that are coaching, is that guys are looking at prayer as sort of as the blessing button. Yeah. You know, I need God to bless that. Okay, let me pray. I've asked him, I've made the plan. And, you know, it's it's good to ask God to bless your church and your family and your ministry and your outreach and your services and your finances. and Those are all good things, Right. Absolutely. You're asking God to bless his church. Yeah. Uh, but the hard question is, uh, are you, why are you asking for that blessing? Why are you just hitting the button on your plans? And I, I like the way that you, you said it many times. Um, it's, is that fleshly hustle or is that God's will? Yeah. Yeah. And in a sense, leaders we coach are often, often I, guilt, I was guilty, I am guilty of this still, of asking God to bless their will or, or God, would you bless my thing? And when that happens as a coach, uh, when you see that happening, you can recognize that your coachee is actually in a bind right there yeah. because they're, they're getting their 
worth their identity out of their plan as opposed to seeking God's plan. And it's very subtle, isn't it? I mean, it's a very subtle thing because the advancement of God's church is God's will. It is God's will yeah. to advance His church and, um, and, and to reach a city for Jesus or to advance the mission of, of God's church on this earth. There's, that is His will. And yet there's, there's this subtlety that's in there that can play into that where you are praying and, you know, how many times have you coached a guy and he's talking about his plans and, or, or, or his frustration that his church just isn't taking off and, and uh, you know, he doesn't understand why God's not blessing the, you know, we only have a, you know, we still have 25 people in our core or we only have 30 people or we only have 40 people. And now some of you listening, 40 people coming to church is a, is like that's a big church, yeah. But for a lot of guys here in the U.S., that you know, that's their their core is twenty five, thirty people. They're trying to figure out how to, and they don't understand why God's not answering their prayers, which is the prayer of God. You need to be blessing this thing, right? Yeah, yeah. Reminds me of being in that situation a number of years ago and calling up our our mentor Alan Thompson and you know checking in with the doctor, you know, and and. Uh, he said some, something I'll, I'll never forget. He said, Jim, uh, you know, God's interested in this church plant, but he's actually more interested in what this church plant is doing in you and what it's revealing in you and what you need to change. And right. Think. Yes. Oftentimes, or mo- most, I, I, I guess you could say every time, God's more interested in what's happening in the heart of the pastor or the planter or the yeah. leader in whatever endeavor, Christian endeavor or whatever good endeavor you're trying to do, every good endeavor you're trying to, to, to pull off for God, he's really more interested in what's happening inside the leader heart than he is in whatever great thing that person wants to do. What, what are some of the prayers that, um, that, that are used together in a coaching session that you've found? You've already mentioned one, the celebration, yeah. the celebration of what God has done and is doing. Um, it is that is great, you know, to remember and to celebrate. Gosh, you know, look at, look at, let's think about what God is doing, you know, rather than all the things you want to get done. Mm-hmm. What else? We've talked about confession. Yeah. Um, about the deeper sins, not just the surface. You know, they lost their temper with their spouse. You know, it's like, oh, well, you need to repent of that, but you also need to go a little bit deeper, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So what else? What other kinds of prayers? Yeah. You know, you think through the Lord's Prayer. Um, our Father, you know, making that a pointed thing that we pray over and pray through uh, for the coachee and for the church to recognize that. Um, prayers for daily bread. What are the things that, that you truly actually need? It could be physical bread. Uh, it could be relational or personal needs that they have. It could be health things. Um the power to do what we have discerned God is telling us to do is also something that we want to look at uh, and pray for, that we're living gospelly, that we're breaking away from our core idolatries and believing the true truth that uh, yours is the power, not mine is the power. Asking for your will, not mine. Seeking what Jesus wants to do. And then I find a lot of times, especially when guys are under attack or their family's under attack or their church is under attack, be it from inside or outside, 
that God would be both very present and that he would be the protecting king. His presence is so important because the work that church leaders, Christian leaders do is very, by nature, it's isolating. Yeah. Right? You know, as a pastor, you couldn't share everything with people in your church. Right. And you're you're at the top of the top of the org chart and um you, Nor should you. Or should nor, nor, sh- nor, nor should, should you share yes. everything with people, even your even you know, all the things that are going on. So yeah. So so protection we found, you know, as as we found working with planters. Uh, especially church planters, you know, that the evil one typically doesn't attack the planter himself. He goes after mm. the children or the spouse, yeah. uh, typically in some kind of a health issue or relational tear or yeah. all of a sudden some reminder, The you know, the spouse will get a, a you know, something from her past all of a sudden surfaces. Um, he, the evil one, does not fight like a gentleman. So he's waiting in the weeds, waiting for the yeah. right time. Um, I remember... Uh, Years ago, a, a planter that I was uh, coaching and consulting with, and and he'd spent a year with his launch team. I'm trying to get the story, remember, because it's so long ago. But he'd spent a year with his launch team, developing them, getting them ready. Had all the different teams: the worship team, and the small groups team, and the and first impressions team, and all these people set up, and and they were and they were ready to go. And the week before launch, it got exposed that two of the couples on his launch team were having affairs and it just imploded, you know, exploded into the, into the church, this little emerging church, you know, that was going to, going to burst on the scene in the town and all that gossip came out. It was, the evil one just waited. He waited until the last minute in order to expose that out there. So, um, let's wrap up with a couple things. Um, in your experience, uh, what commitment are you finding with the leaders that uh, we're working with? Um, and it's it's you know well it's it's quite a number of people that our team is working with all over the world. CMM is in the church vitality business. They work in four spheres. One of the spheres is with individuals through gospel coaching. CMM's professional team of coaches are deeply invested in the lives of the leaders they coach. They also partner with missionally aligned national and global networks or church ecosystems by providing gospel coach training that produces both indigenous coaches and gospel coaching trainers. If you have not been gospel coached, you are invited to contact them at cmmnet.org and they can connect you with one of their seasoned veterans. If you are part of a church ecosystem, CMM wants you to know that they can help you prepare both coaches and gospel coach trainers so you can raise up the new generation of coaches that are needed to grow healthy reproducing churches in your network, region, or country. Again, you can contact CMM on their website at cmmnet.org. What kind of command are you finding of leaders to having a kingdom-centered, intentional prayer ministry in their church? Yeah, well, I'm I'm sure that they all know that they should be doing that. There's not any of them who argue and go, no, no, we really don't need prayer. Um, the challenge is that most people haven't been discipled in a prayer-dependent, kingdom-centered manner, and they've 
they've learned a lot and they've planned a lot and they're pretty successful and organized. And so prayer does kind of get set to the side. That's the default. Yeah. But as a coach, um, and as you know, more and more networks and trainings emphasize the need for for prayer, we are seeing more guys making it a priority, both in the stated value and in their aspirations and in their practice. And I think it's really, really encouraging. And so. we're getting our coaches, or our coaches can get to that heart kind of thing because the principle that we've used uh, several times over this podcast, you know, is about asking the heart-oriented kinds of questions draws out heart-oriented kinds of answers. What what resources, wrap up, give us, uh, our audience, a couple of recommended resources that we would give to them if they want to go further in their prayer plan. Yeah, yeah, well, you know, Tom, your module on prayer that's available on the CMMM, cmmnet.org website is uh, very helpful, one that we've used for just-in-time training. Uh, your good friend and mine, John Smed, has got an excellent book called Prayer Revolution that is uh, very prophetic, very convicting, and uh, very inspiring in the proper term, I think. And, and related, he's part of, he's the founder of Prayer Current. And within there, they also have our friend Jim Whittle's 52-week one-hour prayer guides work, helping people show people how to disciple through use the use of the Lord's Prayer, how to pray upward, inward, and outward. And that's just dynamite. I'm using that in our local church. And then the other resource that comes to mind is just being in a network of people that pray. Yeah. Yeah, that's to me, that's vital. I'm I'm an extroverted prayer, I guess is a way of saying it. I do better when I'm with people. And if you don't have that community, get a couple of people together and invite them in and yeah. be part of that. So thank you for uh, joining us on this podcast on prayer. I hope that uh, you as a gospel coach are integrating uh, prayer, the prayer dynamics of your relationship with your coachee in uh, a meaningful, practical, and spiritual way. We'll see you next time on the Gospel Coach Podcast. Thank you for joining us. Remember, we'd love to hear from you. If you have a question or a comment or a story to share, send us a note via gospelcoachnetwork at gmail.com.